No, I took care of that thing for you. Oh, are we on? Oh, hey. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Punch Signs. I'm Francis Albert Nicotero. And, uh, you know, welcome to Punch Signs. I'm a longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan. And, uh, uh, I mean, look at me. I have Tommy Cutlets, baby. You know how Italian I am? I give my dog meatballs. That's the treats I give. You know what? When I'm thirsty, you know what I do? I drink Italian dressing, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's how, Tom, that's how much I love Tommy DeVito. I'm drinking Wishbone. <coughs> oh, it's got a kick. <laughs> I didn't rehearse that. Woo! All right. Oh. All right, anyway. All right, I got to snap out of my Tommy DeVito mode. I'm sorry. Everyone's talking about him. He's the talk of the town, Tommy DeVito. And on a very special day, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, oh, have you ever drank? Matt Neverett, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is filling in. For Ryan McCormick, Matt, have you ever drank salad dressing? I, I certainly have not, especially not at the top of the show. That's uh, that's a bold yeah. play. That's commitment. That's commitment right there. Oh, I'm committing for hey, Tommy Cutlets. No, it just lingers the rest of the show, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. No one no one come up and talk to me closely. Uh, I got my Tommy DeVito outfit. He showed up. I walked in. I got this. Uh, where's Ryan? Where's Ryan? He's in New York, right? Yeah, he's partying it up. He's got his buddies well, all knows, of a sudden. He's, he's well-traveled. Oh, there's Ryan. He was there for the victory party. And there's Frank. There's me, too. Wait a second. Oh, and they were drinking the very rare clear Gatorade. My question is, is how did you get there, get Gatorade dumped on you, and, oh. and, and get back here? Oh, oh, oh. I can't reveal all my secrets. I right? just know that I got a guy. I got a guy who gets me from one place, bada bing, bada boom, A to B. It's a private jet. Flew in right to the Henderson Airport. You know, I was at the game. And then, okay, show this guy. Show this guy. I know everyone's talking about this guy. This guy, Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito. What a comeback victory for the New York Giants last night. Were you watching this game? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was hard with the, the non-staggered start times, but I, I think if you were on Twitter, this was what you saw all night last night. This guy. This guy. This is his agent. It's not his personal hitman. And then they're all up in the stands. The like, oh, I love this guy so much. His dad's a plumber, apparently, right? DeVito plumbing, I'm hearing. And then they do this. My, don't, I, hey, hey. You got to love it. And I can do this because I'm half Italian, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't know if I could pull off that hat that his agent's wearing, but how cool is that hat? I mean, they're just kissing. I mean, I, oh, 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 hey, oh, hey, hey, hey. What do you think, huh? I think you might wear it better than uh, Sean Stilato is his name. Sean Stilato is Tommy DeVito's agent, right? Yeah. Okay, so this guy was blowing up everywhere on Twitter and everywhere. You know his nickname's Stiletto, right? Has you know be. they call him the Stiletto or something like that. Uh, what a night, what a game, what a night to be an Italian American. The tailgating party outside was ridiculous. Oh, it looked unreal. And I, I will say you, you're half Italian. Your name sounds full Italian. It does. I'm blonde hair, blue eye. I'm not Italian whatsoever. Right. But if I was, take a look here. I'd like to think I'd be a little bit like this guy. <laughs> hey, hey, where's the freaking gabagoo? <laughs> By the way, what's with Italians in the red fuzzy jackets? Was this a thing? I guess. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I can't believe it. Oh, my, what are you doing? Uh, Bob Del Piso. Hey, hey Frank Bergie. Gabagool. Gabagool. Uh, anyway, what a game. What a comeback for the Giants. And I think Alex, uh, we had Alex White here yesterday. She said, take the Giants. Take the, Even, I think, uh, the money line. My buddy said, take the money line. He liked the Giants to win. Uh, the other game, psh, Dolphins, they crashed. What a choke job. NFL teams up 14-0 with three minutes to go or under were 0 and 767 until last night. Is that correct? Finally, a team. And by the way, that's not a ton of points. I was shocked by that. And especially with how seemingly long that amount of time was. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that, had, that had never been done was surprising. 
Oh, and six hundred seven hundred and sixty-seven. And last night, uh, Will Levis, maybe it was something in the uh the mayonnaise and the banana and whatever he does, which I did on this show, which will probably make our top ten moments of the year, which we're gonna start a countdown very shortly. But uh yeah, it was an exciting game, but it didn't compare to the Packers and the Giants. I I gotta know what the ratings are on the Packers Giants game, because it's you know the biggest television market. You got Green Bay, who everyone loves to watch. Uh just a fun game to watch. It was a fun night. But again, why NFL? Oh, this is me and Matt speaking to the NFL. Why are you stuck? Okay, we love two Monday night games. All right? We love that. Gambling. We're here at the South Point Casino. This is Punchlines with me. Frank Joseph Nicotero is my real full name. Now you're stealing my identity, I know. But anyway, here at the Sportsbook, which was jumping last night with two different games. Tons of Giants fans going crazy. It was a lot of fun. But why are they starting these games at the same time? And it's interesting. I was reading an article last night that the NFL and ESPN and the networks, they've been experimenting when they have, you know, two primetime games like that on yeah. one day, whether it be a Saturday or a Thursday or something. Yeah. Different ways and seeing what the viewership numbers are. I, I think a slightly staggered start would probably be my preferred method to well, where you're able to watch it one game for yeah. a little bit. When they start, when they do the, the, the Monday night premiere where they start with two games, they did have them staggered. On opening day, I don't know if they did it this year, but I know in the past few years it's been like a four o'clock, or maybe this was COVID reasoning. Maybe that was during COVID when we'd have a couple games. You know, like we had Tuesday night football, we had Wednesday football, so maybe that was it. But you know, we have two games, and you're giving us this treat, but we can only watch one at a time. And now, for for true degenerates like me who try right. to watch every part of every game exactly. that, that we can, I've got two two TVs at home, so I was able to watch both. Uh, but it, it is hard, I will say, for people that don't. <laughs> That don't make the effort and, right. you know, you, you just want to flat, slap on whatever games are on. It, it is really hard when they are at the same time. I'll be interested to see what the viewership numbers for each of the individual too, games yeah. were. And you have side-by-side -side TVs? Yeah. Wow. That well, I is... live with my two younger brothers who also work in sports. The okay. three of us rent a house out here together. So Get it's, out. It's like a cleaner version of Animal House. You know, we don't have the, like, crazy <laughs> stuff going on. But we do, you know, when, especially like the, the Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night games. We'll, uh, you know. Family dinner style. Oh we'll we'll hang out and watch all the games. Who's mostly like Bluto, like John Belushi? Who's the messy one? Is there one messy one? Or are you guys all very OCD clean? I will like say I pre definitely not OCD clean, but okay. none of us are. That would be me. So don't let slots. me into that house. Yeah, I'm very, exactly. <laughs> it's like, like, I don't know if you know, my script pages have to be like this. My phone has to be equally aligned. It's something about having a vowel at the end of your last name means, yeah. you've, means you've got connections. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of live comments going on. Uh, <laughs> lucky man, what a mensch. Thank you. Paul, what does it, what, uh, oh, 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 what, why doesn't, wait, what is this joke he sent? What does an Italian have one arm? Just trying that, a speed, ah All right, Reno Paul. That is a good one. What does an Italian have when one arm is shorter than the other? A speech impediment. Right, because you got to have, uh, uh, it's my people. You I want to say, say it, I can't. I have German as well. My mom, Rita Giesinger, is watching, but Nicotero is Italian, speech impediment. Paul, always with the jokes. Uh, Belenkoff was on the Giants. There you go. Ah. We're getting to the bottom of who this lucky man is in our live comments. He must know Kevin. We're getting there. Split screen viewing. Yeah. Paul, by the way, Reno Paul's the only person in America, I've mentioned this before, that still uses PIP, the picture in picture. He has a TV. I don't even think they do that anymore on the new TVs because they just assume, look, we made him $50. Just buy two. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if, if there were somebody who you knew that would illegally stream games, I don't know who that would be. Uh, a lot of websites that do it online still offer the the picture in picture. So every now okay. and then, this person who you may or may not know and may or may not be speaking to will occasionally use that feature. But that's you know on an internet browser, not a not a TV yeah. itself. Well, Ryan Stepdad points out that uh, PIP and YouTube TV. Thank you, David Sanders. Well, I know the the greatest thing that YouTube has done. You know what? I'll tell you what. 
<laughs> when you drink Italian dressing, you need water. Hold you on. have to. I, I don't blame you. Again, a bold move to start the show with that. Yeah, and I didn't realize there's like um, it's the number one dressing brand, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, this is a staple, a staple of the Nicotero household. This is what I thought salad. This is, by the way, when I was a kid, this is the only kind of salad dressing I thought existed. We didn't go out to eat. My mom cooked every meal. Thank you, mom. I love you. And and this is how my mom would shake it. She'd always hit the base of her hand and just dump the wishbone on there, right? And um, then I went to restaurants as I got older, and I'm the, I'm like order a salad. They're like, what kind of dressing would you like? I'm like, uh, can I call my mom. Can you? My mom's dressing. My mom has. My mom puts it in a bottle and packaging. She makes it from scratch. <laughs> I didn't know. And then they're like, well, we have ranch. We have blue cheese. I'm like, what is this sorcery you speak of? What is this orange salad dressing called thousand? I didn't know. So anyway, my mom's probably watching and laughing. By the way, I think before the end of the year, if we can do that, I think we have to have my mom on as a guest. We're going to get my have mom to. on as a guest. You want to talk about a hoot. We just have to have figure out the, the whole hookup. But we'll, she'll get it. She just click on a link. She can do it. I mean, we've had, we've had my dad, so your mom just makes sense. <laughs> All right, mom, you're coming on the show. Um, where were we? I think we're just talking about the show. Oh, okay. Today for the second time today, coming up later on, um, he's making his return appearance. Chuck Esposito, Chuck Esposito from the station's casino. Hysterical. Plus I believe, I mean, his last name is Esposito. I mean, come on. I, I don't know what is this. I think he's Did Italian, you believe, right? Yeah. We'll uh, he can hear us right now. Chuck, are you Italian? Nod, nod. Yes or no. Yeah. Okay. All that's right. what I thought. Oh, oh, hey, oh, oh, come on, Frankie. Well, I know an Esposito that's out ah, there. He's doing this. He's right, waiting okay. in, the, uh, in, the, in the, the digital green room. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get Chuck on. Chuck was hysterical last time. Very informative. So I'll have him on in a few minutes here. But uh, I do want to point out today is December 12th, 2023. It's show number 45. By the way, the 45th state admitted to the union back in 1896 was Utah. So there you go. Not only going to do jerseys, but Utah. And by the way, Ryan's probably upset he's not here today. He's in New York partying with clear Gatorade. He uh, went to Southern Utah. And well, you, you've been to Utah. You Beautiful state. Maybe not this time of year, but uh, right. beautiful when it's not cold. That's the 45th state in the union. I, I don't know if I would have known that. So I, I, didn't, I didn't know till today. Yeah, we found out. See, we're educational on this show. Uh, let's see. All right. So who are some jerseys? Uh, number 45. Let's see here. All right. Uh, I don't look at this. Uh, Pedro. I mean, Pedro is probably, I want to point out that uh, Chris Andrews, our sports book director here, gave me this book as an early Christmas present. It's called Got Your Number, and it's by Mike Greenberg. And uh, it has whoever he thinks is the most important person ever to wear that jersey. Yesterday, 44, Hank Aaron. Today, 45, Archie Griffin, who we didn't put mm, on. That is a good one. Because Archie Griffin is the only guy ever to win two Heisman trophies. Yeah. Okay? So I don't know when this book was written, 45. I don't know how you don't put Pedro Martinez as the number one, 45. But anyway, this is a great Christmas gift. Uh, it's really educated. You know, it's a probably a good bathroom read is what I'm saying. Uh, we'll find out who uh, 46 is in the book. And if you're buying holiday books, there's no finer book than this. This is Then One Day, 40 Years of Bookmaking in Nevada. This was written by our own sportsbook director, Chris Andrews. So you want a great Christmas present, get this. Uh, Bill Neofis, a friend of mine who's friends with Josh Yowie, he's always on the show. He actually had bought this for friends for Christmas over the past few years. He's bought several copies, and he got to meet Chris, and he's like, wait, you're Chris Andrews who wrote those? Yeah. He's like, holy crap. And Bill was in town. He'll be back in January, and we're going to go to the Golden Knights game. Anyway, good Christmas shopping for your sports fan. Get either one of these books, but go with Chris's first. And I don't know about Greeny's book, but I know Chris's book, uh, and then one yeah. day, and all of them are available on Amazon. So it's really easy to get. Yep. I, I will say that book is hilarious. It really, is. really cool stories. There may or may not be a story in there about a guy who ended up becoming president. 
Oh, I haven't gotten that far yet. Keep reading because it's a really, really funny story oh about God. betting baseball in the eighties. But yeah, so I, I, had a, I had a good time putting together this this collage. Yeah, let's and, take a look. Uh, I always make sure to throw a Pittsburgh guy on there. Yes, so you I, did. I had to throw the uh, Candyman. The Candyman in there, the candy baby. Man, I love John it. Candelaria. I, you know, Bob Gibson before Pedro was the best number forty-five pitcher Bob ever. Bob Gibson. I, I've told this story before. His last game, a guy named Pete Lecoq, who played for the uh, Kansas City Royals, hit a grand slam off of him. Now, Pete Lecoq. Uh, his father is very famous. His father is uh, Gary Marshall, who hosted Hollywood Squares when I was a kid. Chuck Esposito nodding his head. He remembers Hollywood Squares. So Pete Lecoq hits a grand slam because Peter Marshall, the game show host, real last name is Lecoq. So in an old-timers game a few years later, Pete Lecoq faces Bob Gibson. He throws at him and hits him. <laughs> Wouldn't you? That's revenge, yeah. Well, Bob Gibson was known for he, – he hit people. I mean, was it 1968, the year of the pitcher, I think his ERA was like one point under two. 1.31, 1.21 gigawatts, I believe it Just was. something stupid like that. And then that. he went back in time. But Bob Gibson and Pedro, I mean, one of the finest pitchers of our generation. I have to. And I grew up a Red Sox fan, so I, I idolized him growing up. Another guy that I did meet as a kid that's on this list is A.C. Green. One of the reasons why I threw him in there, he was playing in some basketball tournament out here in Vegas back in the day. But really nice guy. Wow. Really underrated part of some of those uh, very dominant Very integral to the teams. Lakers championships. And when you think A.C. Green, what's the first thing you think of? He never had sex. I don't think he had, he, he, he was waiting for marriage or something. You could look this up. Someone looked this up, but I think he was a virgin playing in the NBA, which most NBA players are virgins. I don't know if you know that, but. And they're all great. They're all great at cooking. Uh, that was a, a quagmire joke in Family Guy. They got all the girls because they're all, they're all good cooks. <laughs> giggity, giggity. All giggity, right. all right. But yeah, AC Green, there's a line in a Red Hot Chili Peppers song where they mentioned AC Green. Green. Was, maybe yeah, it's because they he abstained from sex, maybe. I don't remember. It was off of one of their early albums. I uh, forget. We'll, we'll check on this fact, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm pretty sure AC Green. Was uh, not abst uh, abstinence, abstinence, yeah. or or he was a virgin, and because I, I don't know if he was, I don't, I just remember when I see AG, AC Green, I'm like That's the first thing I bag more chicks than that NBA player. You know what I'm saying? Hey, oh, oh, oh. So I, I, yeah, I threw the Candyman on there, and then Michael Jordan times two. Michael Jordan twice. Explain why we see him with the Barons. So when he played baseball, he was number 45. That was his dad's number. It was his dad's right. dream that he, you know, at least dip his toe into professional baseball. And it was a year after his dad was was struck down, right. and uh, he, so he wore 45 there. And there was, a, I think, he wore 45 on a couple different occasions in the NBA. I know there was a game where somebody stole his jersey. Well, was wasn't that his alternate number because they wanted to sell more jerseys? Something Didn't he like come that. back with the Bulls with 45? It was in his first comeback. I'm sure someone will uh, will bring this up. They got to. Uh, I got a lot I of comments, great... but I'm pretty sure, remember, because he want, he didn't reveal it till like the game warm-up. He took it off and everyone went, oh, it's 45! I got to run and buy a number 45 jersey. Um, I got a great Birmingham Barons story that relates to Michael Jordan. Go. So my first job out of college was a media relations assistant with the Birmingham Barons. Okay. They play in a different stadium now than when he played, but the broadcaster's the same. The, the announcer, uh, Kurt Bloom, is still a really good friend and mentor of mine. Uh, he was the announcer that year. That was his first season wow. doing minor league baseball. And he told me a story of one day before the season, my, when they said, hey, Michael Jordan's coming, here we go. Michael Jordan said, hey, we have one day. We're going to do it. We have four or five hours scheduled. Come and get. I'll sign whatever you want. Come I'll take on. pictures with whatever you want. But after that day, don't ask don't me to do anything. Me. That's genius. And right. so the guy, Kurt Bloom, had just had his first daughter like a week or two prior. Okay. So he has this framed picture in the booth at the new stadium of him, his wife, and Come Michael on. Jordan just holding his newborn baby daughter. That's fantastic. And crazy stuff. And apparently really good guy, really generous, as you would expect. He donated that whole bus. There was uh, no, Jordan wait a second. Drives Someone, the bus. Was it Nagel that said Jordan's really cheap that he does? Wasn't it? I think... Like a cheap yeah, tipper. And I have heard that, that he is a cheap tipper. But when it came when it came to stuff that directly benefits him, as far as the well, bus they yeah. were driving on, he <laughs> said, yeah, I'll uh, spare no expense exactly. on that. Exactly.
Uh, by the way, John Candelaria, the last pirate to throw a no-hitter, I'm pretty sure, unless you count that combined no-hitter, uh, which I don't. It's not. But I think in 75 or 77, that's how long it's been since the Pirates have had a no-hitter. But uh, I went out after a game. I used to hang out at Three River Stadium, and John Candelaria came out, and me and a couple kids were like, hey, can we get an autograph? And he said, come to my car. I've told the story. It has a – it's not – that sounds bad. It has a happy end. Not a happy ending. Let me just get to it. Come to my car, kids. He, t- he said, come to my car. He had a big Mercedes, and he pulled out, like, some little cards of him. Like, little – it wasn't baseball cards, but cards. And he signed, like, three or four and said, here, kids. And John Candelaria, by the way, is, like, six seven. So I, at the time, was – this is probably before I hit six foot. So I was probably, like – I shouldn't get a laugh, but it did. Uh, whatever. Uh, but he was, a, he was a giant. And anyway, a good guy. Uh, so uh, great jersey numbers, great 45, great collage. Uh, Thank you very much, Matt. And there's a couple guys that didn't make it, right? Tug McGraw. Now, Tug McGraw played for the Phillies when I was a kid. Chris and I were talking about him the other day because his son is Tim McGraw, country superstar. And uh, I remember this. It's in his book, a biography. A reporter once asked Tug McGraw, which do you prefer, grass or AstroTurf? And he says, I don't know. I never smoked any AstroTurf. Which, in the 70s, this was like, whoa, man, what a clever thing, an AstroTurf. So anyway, he smoked grass, but he never smoked AstroTurf, which I would imagine would kill you or probably tastes like what I imagine vaping tastes like. <laughs> That's metal in your lungs. Fake grass. You just go, oh, I got a little, little Three River Stadium right here. Have a hit. And then who else didn't make the list? Cecil Fielder. Cecil Fielder, yeah. Cecil, Cecil, whatever. whatever. Call just him. call him the big man. There he is. Look at those thighs. That thigh is bigger than my entire body. How much gabble ghouls this guy eat, huh? Uh, Putting on the pounds there, Cecil. Now, my favorite thing about Cecil Fielder was also his son, Prince Fielder, played. Cecil Fielder hit 319 home runs in the major leagues. How many did his son hit? Exactly 319. Three, isn't that crazy? It's one of the crazier baseball stats yeah. ever, especially when you consider how innumerable and how impossible yeah. a lot of the baseball stats are. I knew you would know that. That's why I didn't put it in the script. I'm like, I know Matt's going to know this. But, you know, so on Thanksgiving, no one really has bragging rights. So how many homers did you hit? 319? Same. Cecil Fielder does have a son that's a senior in high school. He's going to no be drafted this year, and I forget where he's committed, but he's committed to a big-time D1 college. So Could be uh, a, <laughs> chalk him up. Another guy to hit 319 big At league At 319, home runs. someone bean him, and then just be like, oh, here you go, that's three it. generations. I'm not condoning beaning people. All right, I'll, uh, quickly on this day in sports, December 12, 1965, Gale Sayers, probably one of the greatest running backs. We've been talking about Gale Sayers a lot here. You can go ahead and roll the video. Gale Sayers scored six touchdowns in one game. Chuck Esposito nodding. Chuck, are you a Bears fan? I think I saw a Bears logo on his chair. We'll bring him in in a second. Yeah, right. So anyway, December 12, 1965, 49ers at Bears. Gale Sayers, the Kansas Comet. Here's his first touchdown. The guy was just amazing. And, of course, this is an 80-yard touchdown pass that he took about four yards over the line of scrimmage. Not the quickest guys on D back there for the Niners. Well, look at that field, too. Yeah, it's not good. My God. Mike Ditka then scored a touchdown. Yep, that Mike Ditka. Then a 21-yard run for Gale. Goes in head first. Concussion there. Then this is Gale Sayers. um, A seven-yard TD rush. Anyway, six touchdowns. And then this is the 50-yard run. Not his longest of the day. No, not his longest touchdown of the day. But look at this. Knees up, baby. Look at that running tile. The Kansas. uh, By the way, we talked about Brian's song a couple times. Then he gets a little one-yard touch. They made this one easy. That actually looked like the hardest one. And then to cap off the six-touchdown an 85-yard punt return with some sweet moves. I mean, this guy, guys, if you've never, if you want to go, if you're a younger football fan, go on YouTube and look up some Gale Sayers stuff, although we've kind of done it. Really, he turns around, he's like, is anybody even near me? Uh, by the way, that's Wrigley Field, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, back in the day. They played at Wrigley? Or is that, I mean, 
Because it looks like that it looks like Wrigley Field's bleachers. I believe so. I think maybe not they played the an occasional game. That's not Soldier Field. What's that? It's it's not the first Wrigley Field either. Uh, that was the Dodgers playing in the Wrigley Field on Catalina Island. That yeah. one? Yeah. See, come on. I know he was trying to Bingo. All right, speaking of Italians on this date in sports history, 1998, Gino Toretta. Gino won the Heisman. So can never have too many Italians when I saw that he also uh, won uh, Gino Toretta. I mean, you got Vinny Testaverde, Gino Toretta, two Miami quarterbacks, both won Heismans. Gino Toretta won his in 1998. Happy 100th birthday to Bob Barker. The Price is Right, Bob Barker, who I met at a baseball or a game show convention. I have a picture somewhere of Bob Barker. And then this upcoming clip is my absolute oh, favorite memory of Bob Barker. Okay, Bob Barker, yeah. All right, Bob Barker, that's what I mean. Happy 100th to Bob Barker. If you're younger, you may only be familiar with him from Happy Gilmore. There he gets knocked out cold from a headbutt. The price is wrong. But is Bob Barker truly out, ladies and gentlemen? Dun, 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 dun. Eyes up. Yeah, and then he beats the crap out of Adam Sandler. And then last but not least... If I, I would lose my Italian card. Chuck Esposito would agree to this. I'd lose my Italian card if I didn't mention today the chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra's birthday, December 12th. Uh, Frank Sinatra, a king of Vegas, has a connection to the show, obviously, because he was in the Rat Pack. Uh, I, I always know December 12th when I wake up, it's his birthday. My parents were born on December 12th, and I was named after Frank Sinatra. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a Frank. I'm not a Francis. He was Francis Albert Sinatra. I'm Frank Joseph, but my dad was an Uber Sinatra fan. There's the chairman. Or not. Maybe we're not allowed to show Frank's image. Maybe from heaven. He's like, there it is, Frank. down. Letting us know. There he is. Uh, anyway, I think he would have been 108 or something like that. I wrote it down. Was 108, it? yeah. 108. 108. Anyway, happy birthday to Frank Sinatra. Frank Mergy and I are big fans and a lot of people watching. So anyway, we're going to segue right into another Italian. We've had, we had, oh, I got to put my headphones on, don't I? We had, uh, we had Tommy DeVito. My headphones are on. Oh, God. Oh, the headphones fell. Cue the Nagel clip. Hold on. All right, I'm fumbling for the headphones. All right, we've had, we've had Tommy DeVito. Can I put him on over the hat? Oh, like be behind, done? maybe? No, I don't think so. <laughs> now I look like Ralph Cramden. If I, no, I can't do that. The hat's coming off. All right, there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, from the station's casino, it's Chuck Esposito. Chuck, welcome back to the show. Chuck. What's up, boys? Hey, man. So, I mean, we had all this Italian stuff with Tommy DeVito, Gino Toretta. We had uh, the, the age. I mean, what do you think of this time? This is great for football, first of all. And Italian-Americans who, uh, who love watching football. But what a game last night. What do you think of this Tommy DeVito guy? I, I loved it. I, I loved the agent on the field with the fedora. Oh, my God. And uh, the, the whole gimmick, it was great. I mean, it was just fun. Uh, uh, there's just so many games that, you know, we're sweating. And it was just kind of a fun-type atmosphere last night. I watched over at our Durango Racing Sportsbook, and uh. the crowd was electric. It was fun. And you had two games that at going into the fourth quarter – where, you know, looked like the dogs were going to win outright and just a dramatic kind of swing in that Dolphin game and the way that Tommy DeVito was able to bring the, the Giants back to win. How many Sundays and, and Mondays and weekends, guys, can you have DeVito, Browning, Zappia, Jeez. Mullins, Zach Wilson win, and Tua, <laughs> Herbert, Mahomes, Hurts, and golf lose. Uh, so as you can imagine, from our side of the counter, it was one of the better Sundays we've had uh, over the last oh, month or six hey, weeks. Yeah, right. Hey, it's very good. Hey. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of lost, Herbert lost. Herbert's out for the season now, right? Uh, I he guess is. it's, yeah, index finger surgery. And <laughs> Matt was doing this. Red rum, red rum, red rum. Uh, red rum, yeah, he goes from this to this. But anyway, he's out, and, and they play Thursday night against the Raiders, am I right? So uh, I think yep. Amazon, Al Michaels, 
poor Al Michaels, man. Now he's got to call it. I, I couldn't even name who the, the Chargers backup is. Uh, when I was a kid, there's was, a chance it might be Max Duggan who starts from TCU. Oh, so, oh, there you go. And that kid was great. Okay, I would like to see that. When I was a kid, the backup for San Diego was always a guy named Gail Gilbert, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I don't know right. if that was after Dan Fouts. But now you mentioned the Durango Casino. I, I want to head over there because it just opened, right? And I hear it's just beautiful. It did. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's a really cool experience, especially the book. The I think the bar and the uh, video element, yeah. the the indoor outdoor restaurant component, the George, yes. and just really the, the entire video wall is is a game changer. If you're a sports fan, it really is a cool area to eat, drink, and enjoy the games. Hey Chuck, this is Matt. Question for you about the design of the book. Did you have any input? What what kind of went into how the sports book at Durango is laid out? Because I've seen videos, I haven't gotten a chance to stop over yet, but it looks. Really cool and really unique. I love the indoor-outdoor idea. Yeah, I think, Matt, you know, it's kind of the sports books of the future is really giving the guests kind of the ultimate um, book experience where you can get great food, uh, you can enjoy some cocktails with your friends, and that the video presentation is just second to none. And that's what I think we try to achieve. The the outdoor component at the George, you can watch games outdoors, have fun. It really expands on what the offering is uh, overall in the book. And I, I love to use the phrase game changer, no pun intended, but it really is if you're a sports fan i recommend everybody kind of check it out and have some fun and watch a game in there you really feel like you're on the 50 at center court behind the glass uh behind home plate every seat is right there wow and you know what uh the steelers play on saturday that might be a good little saturday afternoon stop right there and check out the steeler game over at the uh the durango now if i i'm not mistaken i think i saw a clip on tiktok of the durango that's right i'm my age and i'm on tiktok uh by the way jerry we're on tiktok as well right now you can follow us on TikTok at South Point Casino on TikTok. South Point Studio. South Point Studio. Thank you. South Point Studio. The We're link on... is in the description if you're watching on it YouTube. It is in the description, yeah. So follow us on TikTok, please. And our subscribers are up to, what are we up to? Follow us on everything. Eight, yeah, follow us on everything. 850? 850, is that what it says? We're getting out. Yeah, 850, exactly. 850, all right. Nice. Uh, yeah, 850. Um, so anyway, I saw a video on TikTok. Uh, tell me if this is true. Um, at the blackjack tables at the Durango, there's an ATM at the table. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. Not a hundred percent sure it's Matt, true, but yeah, Matt, you uh, saw. But it? you're probably right. If you saw it on TikTok, yeah, it of true. course, I, it's true. I was just like, could you imagine? It was right by first base, so you're sitting there gambling. It's like, damn, I'm gonna push off because it's because you're gonna spend way more, right? Well, once you get up from the table. Yeah, they assume that you're not going to come back to right. so keep you at the table. I also hey, saw man. Chuck a video that they not only have natural light, they've got not the beer but windows with 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 light coming in, and they advertise it. Wow. They said it's a casino with natural so light. Dramatic. Yep, it's really kind of a cool feature. It's got such a kind of a hip vibe to it yeah. um, that it is quite different than your kind of prototypical casino. I think we did a, a great job in kind of designing that property and, and making it inviting. Uh, just the colors, a lot of greens and tans, uh, really an inviting spot to, uh, to come hang out at. All right. So, uh, Chuck, so you when you stood up, uh, we you know, I could see the feed here before you came on. You're, do you have a Chicago Bears chair you're sitting in? Did I notice the Chicago Bears logo? <laughs> I, I do. Can I you do. show? Can you I, just... I love listening to Gail Sayers and, yeah. and the reference there. It definitely was Wrigley Field. Okay, uh, well, yeah, I'm, a, I'm from Chicago, big Bears fan. Now, who's who are some of your favorite Chicago Bears of all time? 
Uh, I loved Sayers uh, and, and Butkus. Yeah. Um, big Erlacher fan as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, uh, Richard Dent, Singletary. Oh. Not a whole lot to be happy about if you're a Bears fan. One Super Bowl, probably should have won That's, a few more. Yeah. Um, and I do love Ditka as well. I had an opportunity to meet uh, Coach Ditka a few times and uh, quite the character. Now, where were you in the, for the 85 Super Bowl? Where did you watch that win? I actually, I just had kind of broke into the industry, and I was uh, working at um, Caesar's Palace at the time. Oh wow! Uh, just kind of getting started, and I was one of those guys. Was let's put that refridge Perry prop up. He's ah. not going to score. And uh, unfortunately, when he did, you know, I thought it might be my last day in the sportsbook <laughs> industry. But uh, but, uh, but little did we know that it would kind of propel prop betting uh, yeah. to where it is today, where it's a vital part of what goes on on Big Game Sunday. Yeah, like Chris Andrews has, to has told us that story, that that was kind of the first prop bet. Will Refrigerator yeah. Perry score a touchdown? It opened up pretty long. Uh, do you remember the odds that it, it opened and would it close? What were the numbers? Yeah, do you remember? I think it was. I think it was close to like fifty to one. And you know, <laughs> you had to be a perfect storm, guys. Right. Um, number one, would the Bears be winning that big? Would Ditka even put him in in that position? And the fact that they had such a big lead, and the only reason he really played that year was payback to Bill Walsh because he put McIntyre in the backfield in a game against the Bears the season before, and that was kind of payback. For um uh, from Ditka, so but he became a larger than life character. He scored mm. on that TD pass on that Monday night game against Green Bay, and unfortunately, number thirty four didn't score in the Super Bowl, but number seventy two did, and the rest is kind of history. Yeah, Payton was pretty upset about that. I mean, he won the ring. Payton deserved it. Obviously, he was the heart and soul of that team, but he didn't get that Super Bowl touchdown. But he got the ring. I mean, you know, come on. But they should have. The they they right. should have won. I mean, the Buddy Ryan D. I mean. I know Buddy Ryan and Mike Dicka didn't like each other, especially when the defense carried Buddy Ryan off the field at the end of the game. <laughs> right, right, I know Dicka's right. like, whoa, 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 Mike Dicka, an Italian from Pittsburgh. Oh, hey, come on, what are you doing carrying Buddy Ryan off the field? But, uh, yeah, they, they should have won more. I mean, I mean, how many Hall of Famers on that defense? I mean, also Dan Hampton. You had in the – who was the guys in the uh, – uh, Gary Fensick. I loved Gary yeah, Fensick. Fensick, yeah, you had a really talented Durison, team. Dave Durison, um, linebackers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you had Otis Wilson, Dave Durison. You had some really talented guys. And offensively, I mean, they, people don't realize they had the, the number one offense that season, too, with McMahon and McKinnon and Willie Galt and, and uh, Matsui and Peyton. They were a very talented bunch. Um, but unfortunately, McMahon really was only healthy one season. And after that, it was Steve Fuller. Steve Fuller. <laughs> it was Mike Comstack. Doug Flutie, uh, they really couldn't get back to it again. But that was a magical season. If you remember, they were on every talk show and the cover of every magazine. And, you know, I can still sing you guys, which I'm not going to do, but I can sing the Super Bowl Shuffle today. Oh, um, come on. Uh, we aren't here because it was so no much trouble. fun. <laughs> well, you can't sing it without dancing, so we would have yeah. to get you in studio Very for the true. full, the full effect. Yeah. So we'll get yeah. we'll get you across yeah. town. Uh, speaking of coming All across right. Sounds good. <laughs> speaking of coming across town, Chuck, you uh, over at State have a, a partnership of, of some sort with with South Point. A lot of similar odds. You, you talked about the very first prop bet, I guess, with with William Perry. What kind of prop bets do you guys take the most action on in a, in a, in a typical NFL weekend at stations? You know, to be honest with you now, Matt, it's expanded so much that prop betting has become such a big part of what we offer. Uh, a number of props on every football game from player to score first, which gets a lot of action, some individual player props. Um, we're putting these up and expanding our menu on a daily basis. And really, when you think about it, it really was because of that Bears Super Bowl. You had a few props. 
Uh-oh. Uh, we just lost Chuck. We'll try to get him back here in a second. This is what happens when you start giving him too much inside information. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Huh? 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 Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. The, the pro- By the way, you're talking to a guy who bets. Pro- oh, he's back. Oh, we're back. Oh, Chuck, Chuck we lost Chuck, you there. Chuck, you got whacked for a second. We got- <laughs> yeah, I'm back. You got whacked. You got whacked. He's back. He's back. Hey, oh, he's back. All right, Chuck's back. Um, you were just talking about prop bets and first touchdown. Christian McCaffrey seems to be like a safe bet every week to be the first touchdown in any game he plays in. Um, but anyway, just if, if you want to finish what you were saying about prop bets. Prop bets, I think, it seems like newer bettors and idiots like me. I love prop bets because that way if I'm, if I'm watching a game where I don't care about two teams, uh, last night I took Tyreek Hill, Tyree Hill over yards, and then he gets hurt in the first quarter. So that, well, that was a bummer. But um, a prop bet seemed to be uh, – I, I see like – a lot of females like prop bets, right? They're a little bit more di- di- digestible overall. It's either yeah. it's 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 yeah. binary, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. If you don't if you don't like one of the two sides, it's prop bets. They're they're they become a bigger part of what we offer. We offer them on all sports and especially key things like the Knights games, for example. We'll put up pages of props just to kind of become the game within the game to give fans that are going to the game, watching in our sports books, more to kind of cheer about throughout the course of the of the of the entire event. And Chuck, here towards the end of December, we're getting into bowl season in college football. Uh, What kind of action have you guys taken? And have there been any games that have stood out as a a game that maybe is taking a surprising amount of action in your eyes? You know, Matt, bowl season, I think, is so much more different now than it ever was before with kids that are declaring for the NFL draft. But mm-hmm. really, it's the, the transfer portal. You yeah. see almost on a daily basis, and you see more movement than you ever did before on some of these big games. I think we're in an information era, and I would say for both sides of the counter, really be dialed into that information that's out there because it's almost by hour that you hear something different. I mean, yeah. you've got Ohio State that went from a favorite to the underdog with McCord transferring and 10 other kids um so up and down the board it is way different than it ever was before guys did 10 kids transfer out of ohio state was it 10 really at least i believe there's 10 wow. at least 10 in the portal wow and they're all like three star or right, more recruits right. when they were draft when they were we'll say when they when, when they signed in free agency out of high school because that's yeah. what it, that's what it's becoming nowadays <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Now, what do you Very think of the, the college football playoff? Uh, what's, what's your feeling on this? Who do you like out of those games? I mean, obviously, we have Michigan playing Alabama and Texas versus uh, Washington. And we had Sean Salisbury, former NFL quarterback, on yesterday's show. He likes Texas. He's, I mean, he lives in Texas. So by law, I think you have to in Texas. But he likes the Longhorns to uh, beat Alabama in a, in a, in a rematch. But what's, uh, what's, your, what's your feeling on these games? Yeah, I, I know, Sean, we've done some uh, segments oh, cool. before in the past, and I think the, the committee got it right. I know there's a lot of people that would have loved to have seen Florida State in it. You you win your conference, you go undefeated, um, but they, they put the four best teams in there right now. I think if Georgia had won um, against Alabama, I think Florida State would yeah. have been the fourth, fourth team in. You just couldn't leave an SEC team out. I'm happy to root for whoever we need in these games, guys. Um, <laughs> I do tend to lean towards Michigan a little bit. I'm sure Chris would answer, Chris Anderson answer the same way as me in those two <laughs> games whoever you need at kickoff i'm happy to root for it and i'll make a con- convincing case of to why but um but i do like michigan a little bit and um the other game i there's going to be a lot of points scored and it's hard to go against washington i mean they beat oregon twice they were big underdogs in that game they just seem to do what they have to do but that texas offense is really something special um so creative sarcasian is um i'm leaning towards michigan and the over in the other game 
Yeah, Michigan in the over. Yeah, I think they have a lot to prove. I think Michigan this whole season. Um, these are these are four great. These are two great matchups. New Year's Day. It's going to be phenomenal. Um, uh, what uh, what's um what's your take on uh, <coughs> the Golden Knights? Because I see you have a Golden Knights flag up there tonight, and they're playing tonight, right? So they're the they're the late game I can watch later because the Penguins yep. play early. Although the Penguins have been a miserable team to watch, so. Golden Knights, what kind of what kind of what's your handle there on the Knights and how many people come down to the stations to watch the games there? I thought you were gonna ask me about the Blackhawks tonight, knowing I was from well, Chicago. We'll get and, to the Black- Bedard, I know the Connor versus right, Connor yeah. matchup. I have it written down right <laughs> yeah. here. Connor First versus time, Connor. Right. Yeah. So um, you know, I'm a huge Knights fan. Uh share season tickets with a couple of the guys here. Um from a fan side of it, Knights fans every night. But from the business side of it, there are many nights that we're clearly rooting against them, especially to cover <laughs> the puck line um, and for the game to go over. Uh, it's amazing just, you know, with, if it's the Aces, if it's the Raiders, Rebel football and the Knights, teams that are relevant out here and our guests and fans can go to the games. Uh, we really get fairly one-sided. I'm sure Chris does in the South Point book as well. But from a fan side of it, love when they do well. But the business side of it, many times rooting against them, guys. And I'm sure we'll have a huge crowd in here tonight watching that game against Calgary, who played a tough game against Colorado last yeah. night. So it's even going to be tougher for Calgary probably to hang against the Knights that have seemed to turn it around uh, back in their winning ways just a bit. All right, so yes, I was going to get to the Connor versus Connor matchup. What do you think? I mean, the, this is a marquee matchup. You got Connor Bedard. Um, you're obviously going to be watching that game. And uh, what is the line on that game? I'll be watching both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what's the line on the the Blackhawks game? Uh, they're they're just a little bit of an underdog tonight, boys. Okay. So uh, they're going to need to um, you know get it going a bit. But I think Bedard's been great. They just don't have a lot around him right now. They've got a young player in Kevin Korchinski. They've got Frank Nazar at Michigan. A lot of draft picks coming up and a lot of kids at Rockford. Uh, but right now, he's really kind of doesn't have a lot around him. But I think he's had a great rookie campaign so far. I didn't realize their minor league team is in Rockford. Is that right? Rockford. My mom, my mom was raised in Rockford, Illinois. I've been to Rockford, Illinois. And when you think Rockford, Illinois, I always just think cheap trick immediately because the band cheap trick is from Rockford. (laughs) Right. So Rick Nielsen, Rick Nielsen's family owned a music store in Rockford called Nielsen music. My grandfather worked in the store teaching lessons and my grandmother worked the register and worked at the store and used to bake peanut butter cookies for Rick Nielsen. Right. So, uh, nice. My grandmother tells me a story when Johnny cash comes in. And she goes, Johnny Cash came into the store. I'm like, oh, tell me about when Johnny Cash came in. She goes, he was all hopped up on something. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you guys ever seen the, the picture of Johnny Cash eating a cake in a bush? <laughs> no. But you got you, you to look no. that up. Can you find that immediately? <laughs> Let me try to find it because he's, he, uh, he might have been hopped up on something in that I'm one. sure. So my grandmother tells me, you know, how she used to babysit for Rick Nielsen, who's in Cheap Trick. So, And I'm a big Cheap Trick right. man. So I'm at the Boston Logan Airport, and I'm at the Burger King. I had just been filming. I guess I was filming Street Smarts. And I'm at the Burger King, and I'm getting a soda. I might have been a little hungover. I think we went out late that night. So I'm getting a Coke, and someone else next to me is getting a Coke at the machine. And I turn, and it's Rick Nielsen, guitar player for the band Cheap Trick from Rockford, Illinois. I turn, I go, oh, my God, Rick Nielsen. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, my grandmother is Esther Giesinger. And he's like, oh, yeah, how it is Esther? How it is, how, how is Esther? And I'm like, oh, she's doing great, blah, blah. But this was before camera phone, so I didn't get a picture. Uh, all right, Chuck, last but not least, um, Chicago Bears. Let's go back to them real quick. They might have the number one pick okay. in the NFL draft. Who would you want to Woo-hoo. see them take? Right, because of the Carolina Panther trade. So uh, I know Mike Wilbon and a lot of Bears fans want to see Marvin Harrison Jr. matched up with Justin Fields or 
do you say, we don't want Justin Fields anymore, and you go, Caleb Williams, you as a diehard Bear fan, what's your heart telling you? It's really tough, guys, to be honest with you. Yeah. I kind of go back and forth a little bit. I think the next four weeks are going to be a telltale sign. Their defense has really kind of flipped the switch. I mean, if you could have Justin Fields and DJ Moore on one side and Marvin Harrison and Cole Komet True. and those young backs and a young offensive line and more salary cap money than anyone else ah. to kind of help, I kind of lean towards Harrison, but I really think the last four weeks are going to be just the key. Yeah. If he can really flip that switch, they've now won two division games, which they had never done with him before, being the Vikings and Lions back-to-back with Everfluss and, and Poles regime. Um, I think that'll be the telltale sign of what they do. And if they trade that pick, they will get a bounty yeah. of picks yeah. for some straight up and get Caleb Williams. Hey, and Chuck, before we let you go, take a look. We got the Johnny Cash okay. cake bush pop-up picture. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so was this was this before or after he went into the record shop, Frank? Oh my God, that could have been. That might be in Rockford, Illinois, right there. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on in that picture, but that looks like one of the desserts you can get here at the Great Deli here at the South Point Casino. The best desserts ever, right over there, the deli in the corner of the sports book, right there. Yeah, that's Johnny Cash, a little hopped up. And right it there. is a casino, so you might bump into someone that looks like him. Yeah, and by the way, He's maybe well marked, and maybe right? you'll win some cash. Oh, oh hey. By the way, the 85 Bears went 15 and 1. Who did they lose to? Who was the quarterback? Dan Marino! Let's have a shot for Dan Marino! Oh, 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 he did it again! No, twice! And the good news is we did not have to play him in the Super Bowl. I guess that's good Good news. Frank is hurting. Good point, Chuck! Frank is hurting right now. I'll be back. Matt, throw a commercial. Thanks for being on the show. I got to do it. Frank has eaten Italian dressing. Chuck, thank you so much for joining us. Stop back anytime. Maybe we'll get Frank to eat something that's actually edible. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks, man. We'll be back. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 
64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Bottle still has a little chill on it. It's kind of helping with the headache. Ah, maybe I'll close the show with another shot of wishbone, and that'll be the last <laughs> time I ever have wishbone dressing. Uh, my thanks to Chuck Esposito. Sorry, Chuck. I had to, I had to run off camera. Woo. All right. Uh, we're back. Uh, Ryan is uh, in New York. Ryan will be back tomorrow, correct? Allegedly. Matt, always a pleasure having you on the show. Always like talking stuff with you. And you have a little something you created here that we're going to do. We want to talk. We're going to get back to some more gambling. Thank you, Chuck, for talking gambling. What do you got today? I, I don't know what this is. I don't know much about it. All right. So it's a fun game. Okay. And it's something that is uh, futures bet oriented. And we're, we're okay. talking NFL. So let's go ahead and fire up that, that first one here. So basically, the game is called This or That. It's okay. which one of these tickets would you rather have in your pocket right now, given what has happened over the last week, couple of weeks, the NFL season as a whole? So the first one. And this is the only one that I told you ahead of time. So the next couple are going to be surprises. Okay. So Frank Nicotero, right now, would you rather have a ticket for the huh. Chiefs to win it all or the Cowboys to win it all? Let I, me I, tell you the upcoming, the upcoming games. Right. The Chiefs play New England, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, and then the Chargers. Four winnable games. The, meanwhile, the Cowboys have the Bills. They're at the Bills, at the Dolphins, home against the Lions, and at the Commanders. Yeah, that's tough. But if you're talking, okay, so they the Cowboys are already going to be in the playoffs, right? Just got to get to the you got to get to the dance. The Chiefs, they need the number one seed. I'm always baffled by that stat that Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. Wow. Yes, he's never played a road playoff game. They've had home field advantage. That's incredible, especially uh, considering he broke into the league and started playing in the playoffs yeah. in the Tom Brady. I, I'm, I'm 90 percent positive that's inaccurate. Uh, if any live commenters out there, I'm pretty sure. Uh, although <laughs> Ryan's dad said Brian leaves. Frank pukes. <laughs> I didn't really throw. I was comedy. It was going for the bit. Uh, it pains me to say, but I would take the Cowboys easily in that bet. I just think you look at the Chiefs, the whole debacle against the Bills on the call, which, by the way, he was offsides. I understand the refs usually go back. I don't care. You're offsides. You know, whatever. Uh, the Cowboys look stronger. I think uh, even if they lose a couple of those games in that tough schedule, I'd take Dallas. I just, the Chiefs have a lot of receiver issues. It's like Travis Kelsey and the rest, whereas the Cowboys, very balanced, in my opinion. I'd take Cowboys. What about you? And for, well, for all the hate that Dak Prescott gets, yeah. ho-hum, he's the odds-on betting favorite to win the most valuable player. I, I, with Brock Purdy I, second, I just don't see how Brock Purdy on a team with loaded talent like that, you know, granted, he should be in the conversation, yeah. but to have as short of odds as he does to be the second favorite behind Dak Prescott, I just, I don't see it, and that's what not hating on What if McCaffrey closes with a monster, you know? I, I, Debo. Brandon Ayuk has a huge I mean, he I has know. a lot of guys that have a major impact in different ways, too. Debo running the ball. I'll tell you what. Yeah, Dak, and if you want to put Dak versus Purdy, I think it depends on the next four games. It's very true. Right? And it's going to be three road games for Dallas. And with that being said, though, I'm with you. I like the Cowboys. Yeah, they're Cowboys. As, they're as hot as anybody. All right, All so right. let's go to the next one. Yeah, so next one. This is another one to win the NFL championship in the Super Bowl, oh. if you will. A little bit more of long shots. Yes. Two long shot uh, teams, one in the AFC, one in the NFC. The Bills yes. and the Lions have the same odds at 20 to 1 right now. These are all South Point numbers. It's because the Lions, yeah. These, the Lions are struggling. Well, I have a future bet here at I have the Lions to um to win the NF to win the Super Bowl. I put two futures in on the Dolphins. I have the Dolphins and the Lions. Well, what number did you get Detroit at? Uh I want to say 
Better better than twenty to one. Yeah. I want to say sixty to one. So this this is the remaining schedule. For Detroit, they play the Broncos, the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Vikings. So yeah, they, they still have the Vikings, the Vikings twice. So the Vikings, who uh, Tommy Kramer's the quarterback. I mean, who's who's going to be quarterback there? Exactly. Or, uh, and then for Tarkington. for the Bills, they go are uh, back home next week against uh, Dallas. Then they play at the Chargers, at home against the Patriots, and at Miami to end the year. Which that one's going to be a, a great game yeah, in Week 18. Exactly. And Josh, look, I, I'm a Josh Allen fan. I think the guy's great. I think he does great commercial work. I think he's really natural on camera. I would root for Buffalo in a heartbeat. I've mentioned this before on the show. Grew up in Pittsburgh. Obviously, I'm a Steelers fan. Hate Cleveland Browns, the closest team, but the Bills weren't in our division. They were in the AFC East. So I always had a soft spot for the Bills. And my buddy Mike O'Day's brother, uh, we would go to, we would watch Buffalo games. He had ties to Buffalo. So I've been to Rich Stadium and froze my butt off. And uh, uh, Jim Kelly's kind of a Pennsylvania guy. So I always like the Bills. So I feel like Buffalo, that city deserves a championship. I guess Detroit does too, right? Because when I was a kid, I did say that the Lions were like my NFC team, and I had a Detroit Lions bike. Wow. I didn't have a Steelers bike. I had a Lions bike. The NFL made these bikes, and it was in a catalog, and I picked it out for Christmas. My mom and dad got it for me, or Santa. I can't remember. But it was a Detroit Lions bike because I was riding around in the neighborhood on my sister's bike, and kids can be ruthless. Ah, he's got a girl bike. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And uh, I would go home and cry. No. Uh, so my parents got me that bike, and it was the coolest bike. So I, I, And because I took the Lions... I think uh, they're more solid on defense, but I, I would take Detroit. I'm going to go Buffalo just because their defense is at least a little bit more consistent week to week. That's indoor, true. Because Detroit is a team of splits, both indoor, outdoor, home, and road. They, they have vastly different games depending on their environment. So I think the Bills have been there before. Uh, their head coach going through a little bit of controversy right now, right. but I think, that they, uh, I think that they are a little bit more consistent but week to week. But Detroit's quarterback has been to a Super Bowl. Very true. So maybe that, I mean, I, I don't know how much it was McVay or Goff, but I might lean, I'm, I'm going to lean Detroit. I, I, by the way, I like both of those teams. If the Steelers aren't in it, yeah, that's right. I'm still holding out hope. Steelers are going to be in it. First, they got to beat the Colts this week on Saturday. Right now at the South Point, the Steelers are 100 to 1 to win it all. That's it? Also, do you know uh, what the blue, the, the Lions color blue is called? It's one of my favorite, like, random color what's names. The, what's the letter start with? H. Humboldt Blue. I don't remember. Honolulu Blue. Honolulu Blue. Which, I knew for so, a I team knew, in it, Detroit, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, Detroit's very similar to Hawaii. Of They're course, on an island. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Landlocked <laughs> island. island. And uh, it's very expensive to visit there because Hawaii is expensive cash-wise. Detroit's very expensive because you might be killed. So there you go. You risk a lot in either city. All right, you have another one? Yeah, we got, we got two more. We'll, we'll, we'll two fly, more. I love fly it. through these ones. So this one is just to win the AFC. Oh. This is just to win the AFC right now. <laughs> The Ravens and the Dolphins entering today have the same odds, yeah. even given with what we saw last night. Uh, very interesting routes that both of these teams have taken to get there, but ho-hum, here with four weeks left, they are the, the uh, two of the top three betting favorites to win the, uh, the American Football Conference. So what do you, what do you think? <laughs> well, I, as you know, I mean, I feel like you, you, you put this one on there because you know mm -hmm. I hate the Ravens Just wait more for than the next one. Any, <laughs> I hate the Ravens more than any team in the history of any. I mean, when I grew up, you hated Cleveland Browns. But the Ravens, over the last 20 years, the Steelers and Ravens, of course, the Browns haven't been relevant. Uh, the Ra Again, Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, terrible. Hasn't, he's not a good postseason quarterback. Tua, unproven, but he won a ring at Alabama. And I like the Dolphins. I think they have an explosive offense. I guess the Ravens do too. It could be my heart saying this more than my brain, but I don't know. I just I take, the, take the Dolphins, if they're home field in that heat, and when they, if they play in their conditions... I, th I don't know if the Dolphins, how they'd play in cold weather, right? So yeah. 
And it, uh, it is interesting, too. L- listen to these upcoming schedules. These okay. two teams actually match up in Week 17. So leading yeah, up to that, right. Baltimore is at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, and then they come home against the Dolphins, home against the Steelers yes. to end the year. So I could very easily see one and three at yeah. the worst in that stretch for Baltimore. And then and for the Miami. the Steelers win the division. Bingo, baby. <laughs> Although uh, next week, the Dolphins, they play the Jets, who are coming off of a win. No okay. shot that the Jets are, are going to be anywhere near competent next Correct. week. Uh, they play at home against the Cowboys. And then Oof. that game at Baltimore in week 17, which is a, an early slot game. I don't know why. That should be prime time. Yeah, really And should. then uh, Dolphins-Bills to is end the year. too late to flex that? or No, d- not yet. I, but given what we've seen, given yeah. the schedules, I like the Dolphins out of these two. Yeah, I do too. I'll, I'd go Dolphins. I just think they're, I, I don't know. I just, I, Lamar Jackson, just if, until he wins something, he's awful in the playoffs. And uh, maybe they don't even make the playoffs. <laughs> I hate him so much. All right, last one. One more, and this is our long shot. And again, this, this one is going back to win everything. This is to win the, the Super Bowl. These are our two long shot oh, bets. God. The Broncos or the Browns at 50 to 1 each. I mean, this, I, is a, this is a pizza money lottery ticket. Yeah, right. I mean, I'd take the Broncos. I mean, they got Russell Wilson, who's won a ring. The Browns, I mean, uh, Joe Flacco. Oh, who also has won a ring, I guess. I should point out. Super Bowl uh, MVP. Joe Flacco. That's right. Jesus. Uh, did did uh, did Wilson win the Super Bowl MVP when he won? When they won? I can't remember who won for Seattle. Did they give it to a so. defender? Why well, do I think maybe they gave it to a defense or did they give it to? Uh, it wasn't Lynch. I mean, no, I'd have to look. The um, Christian Hansen, are you watching out there? The the upcoming schedules. We got the Broncos with four games left at the Chargers, at the Lions, at home against the Patriots. Home against the Chargers. So they do get the Chargers twice without Justin Herbert. I'm going to go ahead and pencil in two wins for the Broncos yeah. in those games, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, And then I think they so. will probably beat the Patriots. So they'll go 3-1. The one way their defense has my... been playing, I mean, it's been unbelievable. And Sean Payton, again, there's another factor. Head coach has a ring. Browns head coach does not. Um, yeah, I, I, I take the – I mean, oh, the Browns defense, Browns defense. But who's quarterback? Is it DTR? Is it P.J. Walker? Is it Joe Flacco? And they did just Is lose their left Testaverde? tackle for the season uh, this weekend. But listen to this upcoming schedule. And, you know, sorry, Ryan, but they play the Bears next week. That's, that's an interesting game with two of the worst color schemes in the NFL, <laughs> Bears, Browns. And then they're the Texans, the Jets, and the Bengals in Week yeah. 18. That is a soft schedule. It is. To get them a little bit better seat. So this one's tough. So pizza money, they don't, they don't trust us with the lottery in this state. So if right. you're going to take a lottery ticket bet, Browns or Broncos? Yeah, I take Broncos. I'm with you. I just think they're, they're playing better football right now. They have a quarterback who's healthy. They got Russell Wilson. Let Russ cook. That's rad. I'd go Broncos. I mean, he's healthy and starting to surge. I commented that during uh, last th- this weekend's games that he's starting to look very confident, yeah. especially on his, his downfield By the throws. way, his numbers are really impressive. Everyone keeps saying he's having a horrible year. When they put him, uh, two weeks ago, they did one of those blind things, like whose numbers are better, and it was him against Mahomes. He had better numbers. All right, so this or that, what do you, what do you think? Uh, are we doing that? Just, just overall. Uh, what, on, on what? The, on, the the segment itself. Did I do a good oh, job, Oh, yeah, Frank? that was excellent. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, you did a great job, man. And, and Chris, we love talking gambling numbers. We love pumping the future bets here at the South Point, which you got to come down. I'm telling you, Monday Night Football was awesome. And if you see this man in a cowboy hat, cowgirl, cowboy. Which one? There's so many cowboys. And cow- By the way, so I got off. Uh, oh, there's the sports. I got off the, uh, the elevator. or I, I came out of the business center today where I print the script out. And my whole walk here to the studio... I was followed by a man wearing spurs. And you, I, it's, it's, I didn't it's a think little they were eerie. real until I started working here. Yeah, I know. So I'm walking and I just hear behind me, ching, ching, ching. And, and I start walking a little faster, ching, ching, ching. And it gets faster. I'm like, am I wearing spurs? It was a guy. And so I did one of these things where I'm like looking around. I'm like, yeah, this guy's still behind me. He's still following me. 
I don't. It could have been a stock. Could have been a super fan. You know, we have them here you have for punchlines with Franny Cotero. But uh, yeah, it's just it's you, very rare to see someone wearing spurs in a casino. But I mean, it's rodeo week, and these couldn't be nicer people in the world. All right, so I surprised you with this or that yes. fun game. You surprised you with this uh, video. Neither of us have watched this yet. We, we, we have not. We have perfect time to do this. We've done this before. I think we did it with Alex or Chris. I can't remember. This is parents versus uh, their kids. Uh, it's kind of like an Oklahoma drill almost, right? So it's a one-on-one -on -one drill. It's parents versus t uh, parents versus kid. Uh, we're going to say parent. Own. You either go parent or kid, and, okay. and we can pause after each one, right? Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Put it full screen. Here we go. First one. I, I'll take the mom. Uh, I'll the take kid. the mom. I like the way she stood him up already. Oh, the mom. Man. Sandwich. Okay, second one. Oh, parent. You're going parent? Look I'll take at, the look kid. At that, look at that athletic stance. He's got the stance. Yeah. I'll take the kid. Oh, oh God. That the guy dad played. drills him. All that right, next played. one. That's a form tackle. All right. Oh, uh, ooh, I'm going to go kid. Look at that, that thin base. He's not going to be able to go laterally. Well. Take the kid. Oh, man. Jukes is old man. Nice. All right, kid. Give me mom. Give me mom. Mom is so pissed he didn't clean his room. Look at that cardigan. Look at her. Uh-oh, she's gone. Oh. oh, takes him down. All right. Uh-oh. Oh, this. Oh, parent. A parent. He's hunting him. Th that, that stance tells me he's been waiting for this okay. for a while. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that was a neck collar. That was a horse collar. Hey, he pats him on the head. Oh. oh. <laughs> big right, boy, like, big dad. We all had the same reaction. I'm going dad, too. He's not getting by. He's not getting by the dad. Dad may not have to move. And he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. And Oh, he landed on top of him. Oh my God, that's brutal! Uh, we got a little bit of a cheat there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say mom since she's already yeah. Got him I think wrapped mom's up. already got the kid down. She got him wrapped up. Yeah. Oh, she threw him down. And oh, oh, she shoved him back down. She shoved. That was him. like uh, that was like DK. Room. That's DK Clean Metcalf. your plates. Pick up after the dog, you son of a. All right, I this like we have one or two more. I think uh, I'll go parent. I can't I'll, see. I'll go kid. Just to all be right, let's see. The kids are due. Oh, oh, he oh, got by him. Bounced off the I think contact. there's a, oh, I'll take mom. I'm going mom's. Just because of that jacket, I'm going yep, mom. Yep, mom knows what she's doing here. Let's see her. Oh, hold him, hold him up. Oh, all legs. All that's a leg. He gained more yards, but. That's what they call bend, but don't break, right? Bend, don't, don't break defense. I'll take the kid. He's got a full head of steam. I'm going dad. He looks like he's on the prowl. It's like a jungle he cat. He does. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the pile driver. Uh, dad. dad. Dad's coming in with the hoodie. dad. Yep. Oh, he goes low. Oh, oh God. Thank God he didn't. Just please don't drop him. Okay, he didn't drop oh, him. Last three-point stance. Oh. Has to be dead. This guy's trying to relive his glory. Yeah, the dad. The sleeveless shirt. Everyone else is in jackets. Yeah, He's he took him off. down lightly. Yeah. He could have. And last one's a mom. Go mom. Oh, look at that move. Mom, I'm taking I'm, mom. I'm going kid. Mom recovers. Oh, oh he thought she shoves him down. <laughs> oh, my God. I, we, I could watch those all day. Some of those were premeditated. I, they were. I'm telling you. I find these on, and I just send it to Ryan, or I send it to Matt and say, don't watch this. We're going to watch this live. That's the second time we've done them. I've never heard Ann more emotional or more vested into a segment on this show. Um, that was great. Oh, my God. That was fun. Uh, Matt, you're, you're, that, this was it. You did Monday and Tuesday for Ryan. Ryan's He'll back. Be back, making his triumphant return tomorrow. You're Daniel Bellinger's around. done with him. We've had John as a guest. You've helped out. Anytime, you're welcome. You have carte blanche here, open door policy for you. I'm going to go home. Let's see. I got some dog treats here. Meatball dog treats. And uh, don't forget, two books for Christmas if you're struggling for your sports fan. Uh, got Your Number by Mike Greenberg. It's like every day is a different jersey number thing. But here's the book you really want to get. Hysterical book by our very own Chris Andrews. That's three on Amazon. Then one day, all short little stories uh, about 40 years of bookmaking in Nevada. So buy these books. I got I to gotta play for you. Yeah? Oh, okay. You got to pick for tonight. Take it. Rotation number 608. Heavy chalk in college basketball. We're going Duke to cover 15 and a half against Hofstra, who's going to be in Las Vegas 
playing at UNLV on the 21st of this month. Okay, wow. Very, uh, Duke in the chalk. This will make up for the Drexel bet. Hopefully. Okay, I'm taking Duke tonight. Uh, I mean, I, I was going to watch the Golden Knights game tonight at 7. I haven't watched the game in a while. So I'll just, I'm blindly saying take the Golden Knights. Chuck liked the Golden Knights too, I think, right? Although he's probably rooting against them because the book will be heavily on uh, not the Knights. But anyway, uh, thank you to all our live commenters. Um, that's got Ro Romeo Peyote. Oh my God, that's my nephew. That's my nephew, uh, Reed. Reed, thank you, buddy. I liked his comment. He said, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, that's my <laughs> nephew, Reed. I think that's the first time he's logged on. Romeo Peyote, follow him on uh, TikTok and everything. Paul, here's a prop for tonight. LeBron James... Uh, the Joker and Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard, each over 24 and a half points, is plus 250. I like that. Interesting. He's, like he's had a pretty sharp track record recently. Yeah, Paul, Paul's good, man. Reno Paul, baby. And Cowboys will blow in the playoffs, Paul, as a true Steeler fan, saying that. Thank you to everybody watching. Thank you to our subscribers. Please share the show. What a fun show. We have some special guests coming up this week. We've already had two great shows. We appreciate you guys watching. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with the shot, ladies and gentlemen. No? No. And telling me no. We Anne's have my to deal with the aftermath back here, Frank. Yeah, you're right. All right. No more wishbone. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, I, oh, I'm getting a little drowsy now. I'll see you tomorrow. Punch lines. Lines stands for live in Nevada. Every show.